Hello, everyone. Welcome to After Further Review with Shane and Neil. I hope you're all having a wonderful one. I hope you're all excited for the NFL season. When you are listening to this, it will be Thursday morning. Season kicks off tonight, basically, when you're hearing this. (laughs) Bills versus Rams. What a way to open it. Um, We're going to be kind of going through all the games today. We're going to, or for this weekend, for week one. We're also going to have, but back to what we were saying. We're going to go through all the games this week, predict, have our predictions. We're going to post our predictions on the website oh, yeah. uh, per, for the, the Thursday game and then for the rest of Sunday and Monday's games. And we're going to do a mm-hmm. Super Bowl prediction on who we think is going to end, at, who's going to come away with it all for the season. Um, you know, I know you're, you're a Giants fan. I'm a Steelers fan. Playoffs aren't really in the books for either of us. So I think we get to really kind yeah. of sit back and enjoy – the uh the season for like the, t- the, the football team, right? yeah we get to actually like sit back and enjoy the football versus yeah. being like ho ho guns away into the regular season being like we're making the playoffs every game matters i think we've yeah. kind of come to the realization that it's not for us this year uh um, very true but man we'll, we'll start off this bills rams game is yeah crazy this is gonna this is gonna be a really really interesting game to watch yeah, I think you could look at it and be maybe a potential Super Bowl preview as the first game of the season. You got the defending Super Bowl champions going up against a Bills team that has championship aspirations. And you look at some of the acquisitions that they made. The biggest one, obviously, getting Von Miller to come from the Rams, come in free agency, get a nice payday, and come play for you know Sean McDermott and that. Bill's defense, which I think certainly got better. I know Dawson Knox just got a four-year contract extension on Wednesday. So that is a uh, that is a big move for them to kind of lock him down as well. And I'm just excited to watch Josh Allen play football, Shane. I mean, I really, I really liked him a lot in college. I like the, you know, he was the pro, he's the prototypical guy. Was a little bit skeptical after his first year, but you could see how much he has progressed. A lot of credit goes to uh, Brian Dable, who's now the head coach of the Giants, for you know really molding him into the player that he is. He is, and you got—I think you got a really exciting quarterback matchup between Matt Stafford and Josh Allen in that first game, and seeing how Josh Allen goes up against that vaunted Rams defense. So it, it should be—it should be a lot of fun, a lot of star power on both sides, and uh, I don't think you could have a more perfect matchup to kick off the season on Thursday night. Yeah, and I mean, uh, personally, like, I have Josh Allen on my fantasy team. I picked him. Uh, he was my first quarterback off the board. I also have Stephon Diggs on one of my fantasy teams. Mm-hmm. So I – and I, I love the Bills. Honestly, like, I've always been a fan of – there's been, like, a couple of teams in the NFL. Like, as much as I love the Steelers, there's been, like, four or five teams that I'm like, man, like, I would love to see the this team succeed. The mm-hmm. Bills are one of them. Jacksonville – for some reason has always been one of those teams where I'm like, I would love to see you succeed. Like, I don't know what it is about Jacksonville themselves. <laughs> love to see you like, do I just, them, like, I just want to see you guys succeed. Like you guys seem to always have pieces. Right. Like you had it a couple of years ago with like miles mm-hmm. Jack and Jalen Ramsey. And it kind of all fell apart. The legend of Nick Bortles. Yeah. Like I just, the bills are just one. And I mean, it's funny because even the Rams, when they were with St. Louis, I was just like, I always wanted to see them just succeed. So seeing them win a Super Bowl last year was like cherry on the top for me. Um, but this team is the, the Stafford. It's funny because I also have mm-hmm. Stafford on my bench. 
in the same league wow. I had Josh Allen. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see Jalen Ramsey versus Josh Allen, Von Miller yeah. versus that, you know, Rams offensive line, you know, who can make plays, who can't make plays. It's, it's going to be very interesting to see this, that game. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a great matchup between two really, really good teams. Yeah, and it sucks to say, and it, like it's week one, and like maybe this is an overstatement, but do you feel like a loss by either of these like these teams, unless it's super close? Like, if it's a defensive showdown, is it? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's gonna look bad? Uh, like, are question marks gonna pop up as like, oh, the offense can't produce? I feel like NFL For either side, or are you just talking about one team in particular? Either side. If if either one side. of the, like, um, if this is a defensive matchup. Mm-hmm. Which it could very well be. I feel like the NFL, there's always those those certain people who jump way too early that like, oh, the offense is gonna suck this year, they're not gonna be able to move the ball, like right. they're just gonna go through all the the issues of this game, mm-hmm. and then vice versa, where it's like, oh, if one team gets lit up or if it's a high scoring game, there's gonna be questions right. about the defense's ability to mm-hmm. stop an offense. I feel like this game is kind of like uh, a momentum setter for both teams where if like you want to come out strong on both like i mean you want to come strong with any team but for these two in particular mm-hmm. i feel like one area that falls behind it's just going to be a storyline all year long you know i'm not one of the people that's going to overreact after one game i think that you're going to see both offenses get off to a slow start because look most of these guys did not play in a single preseason game and yes, while they were practicing and everything like that, there's it's totally different between you're practicing going up against the same guys, a lot of the time not even getting hit, you know, making contact, and then you got to jump in to a game against the opponent, week one, national stage, all of that, and you got to get yourself going. So I think at first it might be a slow start. I'm expecting like a game where it's going to end up being relatively close. I don't see a blowout from either side. I think at first deep, both defenses are going to have some success, but I think as the game progresses, the offense will get better. But even if it doesn't, I don't think either team is going to sit there and, and worry about it because at the end of the day, you then have 16 more games to figure it out. Exactly. But we all know there's going to be people who are going to jump in and be like, Oh, you know, Matt Stafford threw like five, you know, incomplete passes that were completely unwarranted throws. And, mm. or, you know, Jalen Ramsey got beat on these three routes. And is he taking right. a step back? Like, there's going to be that criticism. And it's just, mm-hmm. I hate it. And I, it's not just the NFL either. If it's a sports issue or like one bad game to start the season, it's all downhill. It's all like right. negative, negative, negative. Exactly. Uh, and I hope, I hope it doesn't happen, but I have a feeling that like, it's going to be a talking point Friday morning if one of these teams falters in any way. I agree. I I, I think you'll I think you'll see a lot of that you know overreaction um, on Friday. I don't I don't think there's any question about it. Uh, all right. Who? So so before I move on to the Sunday games, who do you have winning this week? The Bills or the Rams? You know, it's it's very easy to want to go with the Rams because they're the home team. They get the home crowd behind them. They're going to be raising the, the the banner and all that stuff. But I actually think the Bills are going to come in and get an upset. I think it's going to come down to a field goal game. I'm going to go with the Bills to win this one in regulation, 24 to 21. That is my that is my prediction. I think the Bills find a way to get a dub on the road to start the season and uh, start what should be a very very promising year for the Bills. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna take the Rams in mm-hmm. this one. Uh, I just I just think that it, overall, they like Cooper Cup. Uh, you brought in uh, Allen Robinson, who yep. is reeking for a redemption story with how things ended in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You have Jalen Ramsey, who always seems to have a chip on his shoulder. Like, and like I know Von Miller's want to be like, oh, I'm gonna go in there and disrupt my old team. But you're at home, Thursday night football, raising that banner, getting, uh, you know, having your fans around you. Like, I don't know. I just, I have everything going for yeah. the Rams. And I, you know what I think is funny? They're the underdogs in this game. You think so, huh? I don't well, think on so. On betting line, they are. They're, uh, really? Bet, bet 99 has them as plus 120, and the Bills at minus 136. Interesting. Okay. The spread is 2.5, which I think maybe it just has to do with the fact that Odell is not on the Rams and that maybe their, their offense is not as potent. Maybe because they lost Von Miller on the defensive side that there's not that factor. But I, I mean, I personally would look at it and say, I would think that the Rams, because of the fact that they're home and all that, but that could be used as motivation as well for the Rams to be like, you guys don't even think we're going to win our first game, you know, that's it's like that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I I don't know what to say about that, but yeah, the Rams are are plus one twenty favorites on Bet Nine Nine. You head over there and uh, sign up and use uh, these games. Use promo code or use sign up code Thirteenth uh, Man Sports One, and you can head over. We are going to be referencing a lot of the spreads, and you know, subject to change because you know Vegas loves to change it up. So between now and the start of the games, they might change. Mm-hmm. Uh, just keep in mind of that. Uh, but moving on, the first game listed is New Orleans versus Atlanta. You have one. You have the old. What was it? Twenty sixteen. This is where some of the games, guys. Old. By the way, that are good, we're going to be very quick on our description because some of them are not worth like twenty minutes of our time. But isn't isn't this the battle of what the 26, 2016 first and second overall picks with Jemiah Winston and Marcus Mariota? Yeah, Jameis Winston against Marcus Mar. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that really wow. How <laughs> how the mighty have fallen. Like if you think about it, right? You think about like you think about where Tampa is and where Tennessee is, right? You know the two original teams that took these guys, and you look at now these two careers and Marcus Mariota. We got to be honest, he's a stopgap guy at this point in his career. Like Atlanta's hoping that Desmond Ritter becomes the guy long-term. And as far as the Saints are concerned, you know, they still hope. And, and to be fair, I think James Winston actually has done relatively well under Sean Payton. So I can understand why the Saints would feel confident. I just look at both of these teams, Shane, and I say, they're going to probably be battling for either the second or third, maybe last place in their division, just because I... I, I just I don't see either one of them having like really great seasons to be quite honest. And this game being in Atlanta, I would want to favor the Falcons, but they're so depleted on the offensive yeah. line. And I they just, lost Calvin Ridley for the year. Which lost Ridley, no more Julio Jones. You know nothing. Yeah, I mean, like Rid- losing Ridley for a year is a completely different story that we won't get into because that's that's an issue that I don't want to even jump down. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean. Yeah. Atlanta's plus 200. They're they're the underdogs in this game. The Saints are minus 250. Uh, I think Jemias has taken really good steps in uh, in New Orleans. You have Michael Thomas back. You've brought in Jarvis Landry. You've brought in... Michael Thomas is still 
uh, doubtful, but you know things could obviously change. But I mean, even if he even if he doesn't like play week one, I think if he's back this season, it gives him another weapon. You brought, but definitely Landry, You also have uh, Olave, Olaf, the Olave, the first Chris Olave from Ohio State. Their their yeah. um, main pick, which is a good so, pick. He's very. And good. then you also have Kamara. Like they've surrounded him with some really good offensive talent. Right. It's now on his shoulders to to make make it work. So right. I think them. They should be that number two spot in the. Remember, no more Sean Payton either. We should just. Nope. Might add, I just want to add, no more Sean Payton. So, no, it's know. gonna be interesting. I think they they should be vying for that second spot. Um, the the spread is five is sitting at five point five right now. Who mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna assume? I'm gonna assume your guess is uh, are the Saints in this one? Yeah, I think it's gonna be the Saints, and I think it's gonna be. I don't want to say it's relatively one sided, but I think it, I think it'll be. Uh, one where the Saints are going to have a lot of success. Give me the Saints to win thirty-one to ten. That's the so that's they're the covering the spread. They're going to yeah. I have more. them covering the spread. I just think it makes sense. I know it's week one, and again things might get off to a slow start, but I think the Saints because honestly, also the Falcons' defensive secondary is atrocious. Isn't that good? It's, it's just atrocious. And Jameis Winston, we know, big arm, deep ball type of quarterback. They're going to want to you know spread the field as much as possible. Yeah, and they're also gonna. I I expect a heavy amount of screens in this game to get Camara to get Camara going. Yep, exactly. Into it. Yep. Well, that's um, that's their specialty with Alvin Camara. He's a he's a good running back, but he's much more of a receiving running back. Like he's he does a lot of his damage out of the backfield when it comes to giving him the football in space. Yeah, and it's going to be really interesting. Um, I think he scores Camara. Uh, for any time goal score, Camara is or touchdown uh is one is minus 167. So they're Ooh. pretty comfortable with him probably being the, the first guy to go. Yep. Um so it's gonna be interesting. I uh I'm interested to see once they release uh the actual spreads of or the mm-hmm. over-unders. Oh, yep. let's say they already did. Do you want want to know what Camara's over under is for rushing? I want to say his over is like what, like seventy five? It's fifty nine point five. Fifty nine. His over under is fifty nine point five, and his catching over under is where'd it go? Uh, his receiving where'd it go? I literally just had. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it's over here. Thirty point five. Yeah, I mean, yards is like 91. Well, like I said, you know, a lot of people like him in fantasy because of the fact (laughs) not only that, you know, he doesn't run the ball very often, but a lot of his damage comes from those short yardage screen pass type things because Kamara is one of the better guys when it comes to getting up, getting into the open space. So that's, it doesn't surprise me that his receiving over under is higher than his rushing over under because also the Saints are going to be much more of a passing attack than a rushing attack. Agreed. Uh, so I think we're both on the Saints on this one. There you go. We're both both taking the Saints. Okay. So third third matchup of the week. This one is probably like I'm off on Sunday, and this is the one I'm I'm most intrigued by. I don't even care about the Steelers game, the Steelers Bengals game, <laughs> the Browns and Panthers in yes. Carolina. You got yes. Baker Mayfield going up against his former team for the first mm-hmm. time, going against Jacoby Brissett. Brisket Brissett, baby. Let's, <laughs> like, go. Let's go. In Cleveland, the Browns, or the Panthers open up as minus 121 
favorites over yeah. the Browns who sit at 105 underdogs. I I'm looking at it. I'm looking at this game and I'm like, man, this game is going to be so goddamn fun to watch. Baker Mayfield's at plus 136 to throw his over under on touchdowns is one and a half. It's plus 136. I if I'm if I'm betting on this game, I am hitting the over button on that. There is no yeah. way this guy does not light up. No, the Matt Rule. Matt Rule wants to show like week one that he finally found like his quarterback like for the future at Baker Mayfield, they're going to throw the football a lot. Because also, just like Kamara, Shane, uh, Christian McCaffrey does a lot of damage once he gets into space, and they're going to try to get him out of the backfield, dump it off to him, and let him do his shiftiness out of the backfield. I could definitely see him getting over a, a touchdown and a half. I would de- – like, guys, honestly, if you're if you're thinking about, you know, putting some money down on that, I would absolutely do that. Because one and a half, to me, seems like a slam dunk. A bet to make Christian McCaffrey is at plus 122 for his over on receptions. It's his receptions number is 5.5. That makes that's about right. That's about right. He's 100 percent getting six receptions. 100 he's getting like six, seven, maybe eight he's receptions. Gonna be the first goal score. He's gonna be the first touchdown. Yeah. Guaranteed. They're probably gonna be on some like little screen pass or a little hitch pass out of the backfield. Right. To him. He's gonna he's gonna work in open space and the first and I hope Mayfield doesn't do it. He's going to do I something. I would love to see it. He's going to do the McGregor walk. The oh, first, you think he first passing touchdown, he's doing the McGregor walk. Yeah. I feel like he has something planned. I feel like it may not be the McGregor walk, but I think he has something planned. And I love that whole controversy this week about, you know, he spoke to a reporter off the record and he said he was going to, quote, F them up. And then everybody was saying, like, no, he didn't actually say that. And it's like, no, he did. Everyone knows that he did. And he and look, the Browns are looking at it like, like, dude, like, we know that you're pissed off, but we're pissed off at you because you did not live up to the expectations that, you know, you were supposed to. But he got screwed. There's a combination of he didn't do enough and the Browns didn't do enough he to help them him. To relevance for the first time in fucking 20 years. Browns he's the, he's the best quarterback the, the Browns. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, he's the best quarterback that the Browns have had since probably like, like I don't know, like Kelly Holcomb, maybe? Like Derek yeah. Anderson? Derek Anderson? Like I mean, just like, you know, because again, the, the quarterback jersey how, that, that that got retired, the amount of guys coming down the list. And Baker Mayfield, I remember, and Shane, I know you don't want to remember, but the Browns beating the Steelers in the playoffs was like, you thought right then and there, okay, the Browns are now sure, going to take over. Yeah, I know. But at the end of the day, this is the game that – Forget every other game, even even the, the, the Rams-Bills game. No disrespect. This is the week one game that everybody's going to tune into. Like that everybody wants to know, will Baker Mayfield do a number on his former team? My response is that I think he will. I think 100% will. Because if Baker Mayfield gets time, he's going to do damage. Oh, 100%. And the spread's only two. The spread is two. It's it's not two and a half. It's not three. It's two. I 100% expect that spread to be easily taken care of and yeah. Carolina to beat them by like 14. I'm picking Carolina. I'm ca- taking Carolina in a heartbeat in this game. I'm going to go with Carolina as well. I think it's going to be uh, at least a two score game because 
you know, I like Jacoby Percent. He's not a scrub by any means. I've seen him have success before, but like, I'm sorry, the emotional uh, situation that's going to be coming out like Panthers. It's 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 in Carolina. The only way this game would have been better is if the if NFL schedule makers flipped the game to Cleveland. Be like, please put him in Cleveland. I want it. We want it so bad. And ho- and maybe you know it, it would have been great if they did that. But you know, at the end of the day, the, Baker Mayfield's going to have his moment in the sun. Like I, I think he's going to have gonna a moment in the sun. So much fun. And he might do nothing else the rest of the season. But I think for this one day, he might be the most coveted quarterback in fantasy because I think a lot of people will be like, he is so emotionally pumped up to play this game. You know, he's going to, he wants to do a lot of damage. Oh, yeah. Uh, So we both got the Panthers in that one. Moving on to the battle of young quarterbacks 49ers versus Bears in Chicago, Lance versus Fields. The 49ers open up as minus 323 favorites. Bears are sitting at 275 plus 275 underdogs, and the spread is seven. There is one thing for the 49ers. that the Bears have done that gives me no faith that Justin Fields will survive, and that is the fact that they picked up Alex Leatherwood after he was cut <laughs> by the Raiders. I am very terrified that Justin Fields may die on the football field because Leatherwood is blocking his blind side. It's a very scary thing. But, like, at the end of the day, I'm going to be honest with you, Shane, this is a toss-up for me. Like, I'm not like I'm not blown away by the Niners. Yeah, they went to the NFC Championship game. I get that. But, like, when Trey Lance played at any point, did he, like, look like a guy that could be the long-term answer in San Francisco? Not to not me, really, at least. No, but no, I mean, no. I feel... I feel like with, mm-hmm. with the 49ers, though, like you have Garoppolo in your back pocket. Bro, they, they and, had and say what you want. this whole offseason and ended up keeping him. That's the best and, and part. And say whatever you want about Garoppolo. He's a game manager. He's exactly that. He's going to scrub to win, help win games. He's not going to do things to cost you games. Mm-hmm. If Trey Lance struggles the first you know, couple of drives, mm-hmm. Do you, do you put in Garoppolo a little, like Garoppolo in just to kind of calm the waters? Who knows? But the fact that the 49ers have Garoppolo in their back pocket that can be put out on the field at any point in time, I can't really bet against the 49ers here. I think the 49ers compared to the Bears, because of that situation, like if Lance gets mm-hmm. hurt, you have Garoppolo. If Lance and struggles, you have that. Garoppolo. The Niners also have a really good, you know, running running game situation with not just Debo Samuel. I mean, Debo Samuel basically to me is QB one. Like, I mean, just the, the way that he carried his he carries his team. But also, you still got Raheem Mostert, who I think is one of the most underrated running backs in the in the NFL right now. And I think that the Bears defense, especially like Roquan Smith, doesn't want to be there. So, like, how like motivated is he going to be? And playing this game and things like I don't know. that. I feel like Roquan Smith isn't going to self sabotage himself. He knows that, like, no, no, I'm sure. But, like, you know, at the same time, like, it's Roquan Smith. And then who else are we talking about on that de- defensive side? Like, I'm not. And also, again, first game for the new coaching staff as well for Chicago. Yeah. So, so it's going to be interesting. I think this is a toss up. I don't well, I would really. Take, agree. I personally going to take the Niners. I'm going to take, I'm the gonna take the, I'm taking the Niners, but I'm taking the Bears to cover the spread. I think that's the, fair. The spread I think seven. that's one of those where it's a safe bet to make that. I think them the, the is at plus seven. I think they they can take 
the spread because I don't see the 49ers offense being like in your face right away. Right. I got you. I got you. Um, so we both got, we both got the 49ers. Um, I think the only one that we haven't agreed with right now is Thursday night football. (laughs) I think there'll be some disagreements maybe throughout, you know, there's enough games. They're hundred percent. We got plenty of games to get through. We're already 25 minutes into this. So, uh, we got to get rolling. We're only like five games in. Um, yeah. We got the the Steelers facing off against the defending AFC champs, the Bengals. Steelers come in at my, plus two twenty five underdogs. The spread Mitch is Trubisky's the starting quarterback. Mitch Trubisky. I like Trubisky. I like what I saw from him in the preseason, and I I like what I saw from him. Why in didn't Spurs. you draft Pickett then? What was the point? <laughs> Are we really going to do what Chicago did to Chabrinsky and throw him in before he's ready? So, so yeah, but but you're gonna so you're not going to do it, but you're going to throw in Trubisky anyway. I think Trubisky's been pretty good so far. Like I liked what and like I guess the Steelers have nothing to lose, right? Like it's kind of like you know this is a wash here anyway. Realistically, if Trubinsky struggles, then you put Pickett in, right? But realistically, going into the offseason, you had Mason Rudolph, rest in peace. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, who I thought, I think if he was alive, he probably would have challenged for a spot, and they probably don't go after Mike Tomlin would have developed him. I feel relatively confident about that. 100%. Like, I think, you know, so bringing in Trubinsky made sense, because what are you going to go in with? Pickett, uh, Rudolph, like, it made sense to bring him in, and and for them to be like, you're going to have to earn it. It's an open competition. Yeah, from all I've heard and all I've read is Trubinsky was the most consistent quarterback in camp. Fair enough. He was, you know, he knows the playbook. He has the yep. respect of the locker room, and I think it goes a long way that he was named captain. Right? And I mean, to be fair, you watched that you watched that team more than I did, so like, you know, your your points about it all is is much more is is much more fair. It's just, you know, it's one the of those history. things like I. I kind of know like what Trubisky is at this point, although, you know, I, I am curious to see how he, um, he performs in this game, but I'm going to be honest with you. Like I don't see the Steelers scoring a lot of points, maybe like 10, maybe 14, but I just think the Bengals, you know, they're at home, you know, you know, they want to start, they want to start the season off. Right. You know, they, they want to get themselves going. It's, but again, those games between the Bengals and Steelers, weird stuff always happens. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so you I, know, this could go a completely different way and be a, an upset. See, but here's I, the thing, I, I think the Steelers, like, as much as I like the Bengals and I, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Higgins and, and Co., Joe that Nixon. offensive, like, that, that front seven in, in Pittsburgh gives them a chance to win every week. You know, right. that, it's you not even a question best, with it's the best flex defensive end in the game right now. Yeah. And like in, Devin, in both Devin Bush and, and Bush and Jack Miles looked relatively good in the preseason. Like they weren't outstanding. They weren't blowing people away, but mm-hmm. they were solid. And I think at this yeah. point, that's all you really need. Yeah. Um, but I think the Steelers, if you have Najee Harris, and uh, if, you, if you can get a little bit more of it, like all Trubinsky needs is to be better than what Roethlisberger was last year. And they should have a chance in this game. Just balance out the offense. Don't force Trubisky to throw like 30, 35 passes. Don't, don't shove Najee Harris 
you know, in you know, up up your throat. Like just make it a more balanced offense where you're throwing a little bit of everything at the def- at the defense, regardless of who you're playing. I think that allows the Steelers to be more competitive on the offensive side. Because for too long, especially at the end of Big Ben's career, it was we have no running game, so we're just gonna throw the ball 50 times a game until Big Ben's arm falls off. And yeah. I think now that you have Trubisky who's not that type of quarterback, not that type of personality. I think now the Steelers can finally feel like, okay, we have a little bit more control of what we're doing on offense. Let's try some other things out that maybe we wouldn't have tried if if Ben Roethlisberger was still here. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I think, honestly, it's not a stretch to see the Steelers win this game. Um, you know, obviously, I think it's going to come down to the, like, a, the Bengals' offense not shooting themselves in the foot. But I think it's low scoring too. Yeah, I mean the spread like is six point five ten or something like that. Like I, I, don't... I think they cover the spread. I think it's a field goal. I don't even think it's yeah. a touchdown. I think it's a field goal. Uh, so if I was a betting, like if I'm betting on this game, I'm gonna take the the spread. I'm gonna take the Steelers covering the spread. Um, and if you want a risky bet, if you want one of those bets that you're like, maybe there's a chance this works. Exactly. Yep. The Steelers at two twenty five. Underdogs isn't isn't a bad bet. No, so no. it's not like the Steelers are like a terrible football team either. I mean, you have to remember when they drafted Pickett, they were in the middle of the first round and they had made the playoffs. Yes. Now, granted, it was because the Raiders were able to help them out, but still, but still like, they, they would have missed the playoffs play. by like one game with a really bad big bet. And you can take right. that as one of two ways: Steelers were just good enough, or the rest of the AFC was just bad enough. Um, right. So it's going to be interesting. I, I'm going to go on the straights here. Maybe this is my Homer bias coming out. I'm taking the Steelers this week. I'm, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I, I can't, especially because Cincinnati's at home. You know, it's, you know, considering how they got to the Super Bowl last year, a lot of Cincinnati fans feel that, you know, they can really, you know, they have, they have potentially something special. But I also don't expect this to be like, a must-see game, or it's going to be an offensive showcase. I think it's going to be like kind of boring. I think it's going to be a defensive struggle. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, We're going to take a a quick break, and then we're going to speed through the last half hour through all the games, (laughs) which honestly, outside of a couple of them, don't really require a lot of conversation. These are going to take 10 seconds for us to see, like, to say, like, yeah, this game sucks. Move on. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break, and when we're back, we're gonna go through the rest of the uh, the week one games on Sunday and Monday, and go through our playoff predictions, ending with who we think is gonna win the Super Bowl. This episode is brought to you by Bet Nine Nine. Bet Nine Nine is a Canadian sportsbooks and casino. They offer in-play betting, player props, and cash-out options, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including the NHL, NBA, NFL, and MLB. And with the playoffs starting for the MLB, NHL, and NFL around the corner, as well as the NBA, it is definitely worth going over. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile. The Bet99 mobile app can be downloaded from the homepage of the website. Depositing and withdrawing funds are hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to you so you know your money is safe and secure and you're getting it quickly. The website can be viewed in both English and French and customer services available 24-7 on live chat. Go to bet99.com and make an account to get started. Please gamble responsibly. 19 plus, play responsibly, available to persons in Ontario only. 
subject to successful AGCO registrations and execution of operation agreement with iGaming Ontario. If you have any questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of somebody close to you, please contact Carnex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. And we are back. Thank you all for tuning in on this week's episode where we go through the week one matchups. We mm-hmm. have already gone through the first five or first four games on Sunday and the first uh, for, on the Thursday nighter. Um, realistically, those are probably the more interesting matchups anyways. Uh, there's a couple of ones that we're going to go through that will probably take up a little bit more time, but we should be able to speed through the remaining games. Uh mm. Got up the the Eagles with Jalen Hurts going to Detroit to take on okay. uh, Jared Goff and the Lions. With the why does everyone think the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl after they didn't even do anything last year? I know that their defense I mean, is really good. I don't think like, they're going to the Super Bowl, but they should be a playoff contender team. I don't doubt that. It's more of I've seen people be like, "Oh yeah, they're going to be the number one seed in the NFC." What? What? Like? What, like? What? No. Like, where did that come from? Is that? I feel like that's homerism at its finest. There is no it wasn't way. Even homerism. It was like Chris Smith, like Chris Sims yeah, doing. Chris, like, Chris is Sims is an idiot sometimes, though. It's like true. Chris Sims, like you look at his. I think he came up with his top quarterback list, and you were like, "What?" Like, I don't know how how he makes his lists, but you, I. If you put a rookie who has not played an NFL game on a, a top 15 or a top 20 position list, there's a problem. Um, but the Eagles go into Detroit as minus 193 favorites. Uh, it's a, the, the spread is four. Um, yeah. I'm taking the Eagles on this game. I think Jalen Hurts with all the additions with A.J. Brown, like everything about the Eagles screams like top of the division kind of team this year. Mm-hmm. And they should be playing like they should be battling the Cowboys for that first spot in the NFC East. So I'm taking the Eagles on this this game because of it, and I think it's going to be a Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown coming out party. We're going to see them connect a lot in this game. Maybe it's because I like got so fired up watching Hard Knocks this like this training camp, but I actually am going to go with an upset pick here, and I'm going to take the Lions at home. To win this game and it's not going to be pretty i like i'm telling you it's going to be one of these like really ugly games where both offenses are not clicking like right away i think it's going to come down to basically like some somebody on one of the defenses to make a play that's going to dictate the rest of the game but i, I think I, I like the lions getting the win at home even though they're the underdogs i, I kind of like it because you know i'm looking here you know philly's only favored by like you know minus four like, that's not that bad, honestly. Like, I don't think it's that unrealistic. And, like, if Jared Goff, right, if he could be, like, half the player he kind of was that <laughs> year they went to the Super Bowl, like, the, the the Lions, like, you see what they're building over there? They could kind of be an interesting team to watch, like, this season. And um, I'm, I'm, I think that they're going to get the uh, – Get the upset win. Like, that's, I just have a hunch. Maybe it's also because I just hate the Eagles, but, you know – uh, that's, fair. So, that's fair. I mean, that, that is your division. I love Dan Campbell. Like, I will run through a brick wall for <laughs> Dan Campbell. I mean, hey, Lions are sitting at plus 170 in this game. So, you know, not a bad favorite. They're they're not a – it's not an overzealous pick, I find, with, with that. Um, mm-hmm. But that should be an interesting game to watch. Next up, we got the Colts and the Texans. This, this should be easy. 
Uh, Matt Ryan's first game with, in a Colts uniform. This is bad. It's, uh, it's my the Colts enter in as 323 favorites. Uh, Texans are at plus 275. The spread is only seven. Seven. Which I'm surprised yeah. about. I figured it would have been higher. Um, I'm taking the Colts. Matt Colts. Ryan, T- Jonathan Colts. Taylor. Yeah. Everything about the Colts just screams division winners this year. Right. And we were talking about that last week. It starts week. against the Texans. Yeah. And I would look at, I would look like this. Um, I expect uh, Jonathan Taylor to have at least two touchdowns in this game because I just think that they're going to want to get Matt Ryan slowly acclimated to the offense with with uh, with Reich. So I think Jonathan Taylor is going to carry most of the load. I have them winning by at least two scores. So give me the Colts in this one. I think it's a pretty easy one. Colts, and, and they beat the spread. They, they cover but the I'm spread. Ex- I'm interested to see how Davis Mills plays this year because I actually think there might be something there low-key. But He looked good last year. He looked right. He's, he, good. He's not bad. So we'll It's going to be interesting. Uh, yep. We next Look. up, we have the Patriots and the Dolphins, and this, in my opinion, I think this one deserves a little bit of attention because you got Tua with and the new look Miami Dolphins receiving core headline by Tyreek. Yep. You have Mac Jones coming in, who apparently spent a lot of the offseason learning the playbook, really honing in on his like TB inner TB twelve. The <laughs> Patriots come in at plus one fifty five underdogs they were they're the underdogs the dolphins are sitting at minus 176 the spread is only 3.5 though so this this game is they they have this game very close and mm. i think this is going to just be come down will Tua lose the dolphins the game or will mac jones win the patriots the game i i think you know i want to lean more towards the dolphins only because I don't have faith in Matt Patricia and or Joe Judge being the play caller on the offense. It just concerns me about that. And I know that I've heard from Patriots camp that there's been a lot of disagreement as to how they want the offense to run specifically. And I I, I mean, here's the thing. I don't think two is that good of a quarterback, in my opinion. This is just me. I don't, I'm not one of these people on Twitter that laughs every time he makes a bad throw either because it's like whatever. I see it in practice all the time. Um, but th- this is going to be a game that could come down to like a field goal or something like that. Um, I want to I wanna pick the Dolphins, and again, based off of what I said, but I think the Patriots win this game and they win it ugly. So I'll take the Patriots in this one. Yeah, I think this is a game where, like, I'm taking the Patriots as well because I just don't trust Tua. Also, is Devontae Parker, who's facing off against his former team, by the way, is he actually going to finally live up to some amount of expectations that he's had since he came out of Louisville? Like, he's their number one receiver now, so it's time to it's time to act. I mean, like I it. think so, and I think he would have lived up to it if he had a better team around him in, in Miami. I just don't well, think he was utilized properly in Miami. So it's going to be interesting to see how he does in New England, but – I'm taking New England. I think this is a game where, like, I don't trust Tua enough to win them this game, and I have less faith in him to not cost them the game. I think he's just going to throw up a duck when the game is close, and Mac Jones is going to capitalize on it. I don't like – so I have have the Patriots. You have the Patriots. I feel like that's pretty pretty common. I think them going in as the underdog is kind of surprising. Mm. Uh, Next up is – man, I don't even think this game needs – any kind of conversation. 
It's the second last one o'clock game on the list. Ravens at the Jets. I will be Go at this game. I'm actually, I actually am going with a couple of friends. We are going to this game, so I will oh, be so there. You can in do person. like a live. Uh, you can give us live updates on on Twitter. I'll give you live updates. Um, we did get word today that. Not only is Zach Wilson not playing this week, he is out until at least week four. So Joe, a.k.a. Jet Flacco, will be the starting quarterback for the New York Jets for the first four weeks. And Shane, as much as I want to take the Jets in an upset because Joe Flacco is going up against his former team and all of that, and the Jets offense seems to play better with Joe Flacco under center, you know, I think it's, the Ravens are pretty close, and it's going to be bo- – like, here's the thing. It's going to be a packed crowd at MetLife. Like, I promise you that, but, like, I don't know. I just – I uh, can't – it's the, the Jets. I just can't. I can't do Ravens it. The Ravens open up as minus 334 favorites. The Jets are sitting at plus 275. Minus the, the spread is only minus seven. And I guess I went, the odds makers are going to be a little bit, you know, cautious, a little bit more conservative in their betting odds. Um, I think they're more cautious because of the Ravens, not necessarily the Jets. I think that's the problem. They I think it's across the board. I think they're they've. It seems that they're a bit more cautious in Week One this year across everything when it comes to the spreads versus previous years. Because most starters, like I said, we didn't play in the preseason, so it's going to be probably going to take some time for these guys to get going. Exactly, and I think we're both on the same page. Lamar Jackson kind of running over the Jets and the Ravens taking this game. His first chance to to try to prove that he's worth almost half a billion dollars if he thinks he's worth that much. Yeah, so, I, that's a different more. conversation. That's something yeah, we'll probably no, 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 that's it. That, that's for like later on in the year. Uh, and ending off the afternoon, one o'clock games, we got the Jacksonville Jags oh, versus the Washington. Oh. Gosh. Football team, aka the All Washington right. Commanders. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think of the name? Because personally, I hate it. I, hate it. I actually hate it. They should have just stuck with the football team. If they're going to pick such a horrible name like the Commanders, I would have just stuck with Washington football team. Or, or what about flipping the name around a little bit to be the Washington team of football so that their initials are WTF? Like yeah, that would have been like that's a marketing. That's a marketing like gold. Right hey, well, even go with the Red Wolves. That was such a dope. All the designs that I saw, like the concepts for like the washer, I was like, this is th- yes, like do it. So when they show the commanders and then I see the uniforms, I'm like, did they like not listen to anybody? Did they just be no. like, this, like I even wonder- the Washington football team uniforms, I was like, okay with. I was like, you know what? This isn't that bad. Yeah. Kind of like commanders, the the white jerseys are a lot better than I thought they were going to be once I saw them on the field. Mm-hmm. But I would have like honestly, I hate the name. I would have just stuck with Washington Football Team. Um, <laughs> and honestly, for that for the that reason alone, Carson, like I just want to see them crap the bed all year. I just I just want to see them finish last in the division. I just want them to suck just that, for that name alone. Um, I agree. But Jacksonville comes in at my uh, plus 125 fav- uh, underdogs. Commanders are sitting at minus suck. 148. The spread Shane, this game is going to suck, dude. This game is going to suck. Honestly, I'm taking Jacksonville. I feel like with uh, Peterson or Pedersen as the coach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with Trevor Lawrence coming in, you have a healthy Travis Etienne. 
everything about this team just kind of screams. Um, Is it even an upset if the Jaguars won? Like, probably not. Like it's like I like because again Washington on the spread Washington's favor two and a half so it's not like we're here I'm actually Shane I'm actually gonna go low key with the Commanders because I just think somehow Antonio Gibson and Scary Terry McLaurin are gonna end up being like major factors and to be honest with you Shane that defense of the Jaguars is a steaming pile of nothing. <laughs> It's hey, like it's hey. steaming. As long as Carson Wentz doesn't turn over the football at and any we point, not, and we know he has a t- tendency of doing that. He has a tendency to throw the ball to another player who's standing there at the two yard line of his his own two yard line and give up a touchdown. So yeah, Carson I just, Wentz is capable. Of maybe anything. that's the thing is I also don't trust Carson Wentz not to cost Washington this football team. So you got you got the Commanders. I got the I got yeah, the and like also like it's Riverboat Ron, man. Like Riverboat Ron Rivera, you can't like Yeah, see I like Ron, but like I don't know, man. I just I This is I too, this is too difficult of a task for him. Like this is <laughs> this is tough. Yeah, see, this is over his pay grade. Um but moving on and, to the but first, don't doubt Commander Carson. Okay, everybody said the commander. I'm gonna Carson. doubt it until he starts winning. Um <laughs> first game of the afternoon, Chiefs Ooh. versus Cardinals. You got Mahomes versus newly paid Kyler Murray. No D Hop, no Tyreek. You got Juju and Marquise Hollywood Brown making their de- oh, debuts. That's the top like, receivers for both teams. Okay, like right. You got you is know, Juju. You what is the over under? What is the over under for Juju Smith Schuster dancing in the middle of the field before the game? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say like one and a half, and I'm gonna take yeah one and a half seems like a good bet. Yeah, I'd put one on it. But like, you got Ertz versus Kelsey. Like everything about this screams classic NFL Week One game. You're gonna have some highlight reel plays. You're, it's gonna be entertaining down to the wire. Yeah. Give me the Chiefs. Um, Give me the Chiefs. I hate the Chiefs. Honestly, the Cardinals are, are a lot higher than I thought. They're plus 205 underdogs. Chiefs are Kansas City's also only favored by six. It's minus six on the spread. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. And also, uh, here's the thing. I'll tell you guys this. I'll tell you guys this. There's a player on the on the Chiefs by the name of Isaiah Pacheco who was drafted late. Name. I think like the seventh round, I think it was, out of Rutgers. And he has flourished in training camp. Like he really has performed so well to the point where he's been practicing with the ones. Do not be surprised if they decide to go a two running back tandem of Clyde Edwards, E. Lair and Isaiah Pacheco. And both of them have different strengths, which I think will help Mahomes on those short passes or when he has to roll out. And that Cardinals defense is okay. It's not great. It's okay. It's not the greatest. But you you were the one that pointed it out last week. Chiefs defense, also not that great. (laughs) Like, Kyler Murray's passing yards are set at 265 and a half. uh, And then Mahomes is at 295 and a half. Right. Honestly, I come down to which running game is going to be better. Is James Conner going to have a really good game? His rushing yards total, his over mm-hmm. under is forty eight and a half 
point, like 48 and a half yards. I 100% think he's going to take it. He's going to take the over on that. So I'm taking I'm taking the cards on this game. Fair enough. I'm, I'm going to go with the Chiefs just because it's the Chiefs. And at some point, Mahomes is going to make some really ridiculous pass that nobody stops for whatever stupid reason and it annoys <laughs> everyone to no end. Or it's going to be a um, penalty, like a really like yeah, Yeah, or the call. Chiefs get bailed out for no reason. And it's like, like it's going to be a chintzy call where someone just like tugs on friggin' uh, like Kelsey the new weapon, the passer penalty now, where it's basically like you can't touch the quarterback. I hate like, roughing the passer. <laughs> just like biggest, I up. biggest crock of crap ever. Um, but moving in, so you got you got the Chiefs, I got the cards, Jeez. and it's going to be important because the other game that starts at four twenty-five, the Las Vegas Raiders heading over to the. LA Chargers. The Raiders this come should in have been this should have been the end, this should have been the Sunday night game. I am upset about it because Agreed. it's it's more interesting than the Bucks against the Cowboys which we've already seen to start the season. We don't need this again. Yeah. So uh, Raiders come in my at uh, plus 155, Chargers are at 176. The spread is 3.5. So they're only 3.5 favorites on that spread. For, for the Chargers, I'm taking the Raiders in this game. Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. like Everything about the Raiders I like. Um, and don't get me wrong, I like the Chargers, but it's the Chargers. And the Chargers have a history of screwing everything up. And their head coach loves to go for it on 4th and 13 from his own 30-yard line. So I don't, I don't trust him. And yes, uh, the Raiders, dude, oh, dude, this is... This is like they want to embarrass. Not only do the Raiders want to win, they want to embarrass the Chargers. Like they want to send a message right away. You know what's the most interesting matchup of that game, though, is this. How does Khalil Mack do against the Raiders? Now, as a member of the Chargers, how does he perform? It's going to be interesting. I, I think they're going to use With the offensive line Raiders. of the Raiders, which is still suspect. So it's like. Exactly. You know, I think the spread at 3.5 is accurate. Uh, I think it is going to be a field goal game again, kind of like yeah. it was at the end of the season last year that cost the, yep. the Chargers the playoffs. Yep. Um, but I'm taking the Raiders on this one. I think Devontae Adams and, and Derek Carr and everything about this team, like, yeah, don't get me wrong. The Chargers are also really good on paper, but they've been really good on paper a lot and mm-hmm. haven't lived up to it. So until then, history and current, I am taking the Raiders on this game. They're going to – it's gonna be a hot fight, hard fight battle. You mean give me uh, the total is fifty two. That's yeah. what the total set at. Yeah, right. I, I'm taking the under on that. I think it's gonna be like a, a 25, 27, or 25, 21, 24, 21 um final. And we get to see does newly paid Devontae Adams get a chance to go up against newly paid Derwin James? Like, do we have a moment in that game where those two, you know, they send Devontae on a streak up the, up the field. Derek Carr throws it up to him, and it's just one-on-one, and we get it. We get it. It's like, going to be I'm interesting. Hoping, it's going to be, but I'm also going to go with the Raiders. I think they have a message they want to send, and I think they will. And I, the, Like you said, Shane, it's the Chargers. <laughs> can't put money on the Chargers at this no, point. No, you can't. Um, can't. So next the game. next game. We only got a couple games left. Uh, we only True. have we have the we have two more afternoon games and then the Sunday nighter plus the Monday nighter, which I'm surprised 
Dude, the Monday Nighters, oh God. That they mind. only have one Monday Nighter. Don't they usually have two on opening week? Usually uh, it's like a, a yeah, or they or they shift it to later in the season to where they have oh, two. Yeah. It's what they did last year, so maybe they're doing it this year. I'm not sure. Yeah. So the second the second last game, Packers going to Minnesota. They're minus one twenty one favorites. The spread is at two. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's the fact that he doesn't have receivers and he's going <laughs> to like rely so heavily on AJ Dillon. But the spread being two currently seems like mm-hmm. a slap in the face to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Don't get me wrong, Jefferson feeling like Minnesota should be right there with them. But it's Kirk Cousins. But Minnesota. <laughs> but it's Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and Kirk Cousins. No, but I'm saying, but they have Kirk Cousins, and like, how much confidence do you really have in Kirk Cousins? He's a game manager. He's not gonna. He's not like an elite quarterback, but he's a winnable quarterback. He's he's someone you can win with. But it's Minnesota, and Minnesota has a tendency of choking. Yeah, but it's actually against Green Bay. You know, I like. I actually like Minnesota in this game because I don't think that defense of the Packers is all as cracked up to be. To be honest, I don't think so either. I think like. I think and like, like you said, Aaron Rodgers is throwing a ball to like Alan Lazard, uh, Randall Cobb again because they have to bring the old band back together. And like, who else? Like AJ, yeah, Aaron Jones, and AJ Dillon out the backfield. Yeah, I don't know. I like Minnesota in this game. I think this is the year that like, and we say it all before. Oh, this is the year that you know, and they find a way to win. But I really think that Minnesota can take advantage of the bad offensive structure in new in green bay and take advantage mm-hmm. of it i have minnesota in this game but i think they i think the spread at two is is kind of reasonable i i honestly i honestly want to go with the the vikings like i really do because i think somehow Kirk Cousins gonna pull it out but i i would probably i can't bet against aaron Rodgers. you know what i mean like i, I you can't I know he doesn't have very much to throw to, but he, he if anybody's going to be able to take nothing and turn it into something, it would probably be A-Rod. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll, take, coming off back I'll take the Packers. I'll take the Packers at minus one and a half. I think this is going to be a really, a really good game, and it's going to lead to a very interesting division this year. Mm-hmm. But I, I have Minnesota. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Ending the afternoon games is your beloved Giants heading to we, Tennessee to take we, on Derrick Henry and the and the Titans. They're sitting at plus two fifteen underdogs for the Giants, and the Titans nice. are plus or minus two fifty. The spread is only plus is minus six. The spread yeah. is only minus six. So like that's good. <laughs> Not yeah. great, but good. No, uh, I mean, like, look, here's the thing. You have to understand something. I'm not worried about the Giants' defense that much because I think Wink Martindale is going to do, like, a good job. And the Giants' defense the last two years was not terrible either. It was actually middle of the pack. And they actually – they were one of the big – they were the biggest reason we were able to almost win the division two years ago because of the fact that they were – you know, Patrick Graham did a really good job with those guys. But – you still have Daniel Jones as your quarterback and now you have a new offense again and you have just, you don't have the greatest receiving core. Um, From what I've seen from Daniel Jones in practice and certainly in preseason a little bit, it's, it's not giving me confidence. Um, But 
you know, things could change, but I would, you know, I feel about a thousand percent certain that the Titans will win this one and the Giants are going to have a tough time eventually slowing down Derrick Henry. I know he's coming yeah. off injury, but still. Yeah, I mean, I, I have the Titans in this game. I think it's kind of hard to bet against Derrick Henry. And, you know, right. they don't have they don't have Brown, but they still have other weapons on that receiving core. And, bro, it's not like it's not like Tannehill was throwing the ball a lot anyway. Yeah. So it's not it's, like it's gonna be interesting. I, think, I think the spread is decent, but I don't think they cover. I think they lose by, like, eight or nine. Like, I don't, I can see I don't think the, I Giants, see the Giants being – I can say I can see the Giants being in it because of their defense. I can't see them winning it because of their offense. Yeah, that's just, fair. Like, Saquon, like, I hope he does some stuff. Everybody wants to see him do well. It's just that with Daniel Jones there and the offensive line still a working progress, you, you don't feel all that confident going to week one. But, hey, you know, things can – Weird things can happen in these week one matchups, but I, I will go with the Titans in this one. That's fair. I mean, I think we, we, so we both got the Titans. We got two games left. Yep. Finishing it off with our Sunday Sunday night game. The right. Buccaneers head over and head into Dallas to play the Cowboys. The Buccaneers are minus 136 favorites. Mm-hmm. Cowboys are sitting at plus 120. The spread is only two and a half. I face. I think, it's slap in the face. I think it's a slap in the face to, to the Buccaneers for only being up two and a half, in my opinion. I don't know, man. I think this is this is Brady's downfall. I I don't think he should have came. Are you entering your Max Kellerman like moment where you're saying this is where the, the he falls off the cliff? Is this the I don't think he falls off the cliff, but I just don't think he'll he'll be as impactful. I think he he should have stayed retired. And I understand the uh, one of going back on the field. But I have a feeling that like he's not gonna he's gonna be the Peyton Manning that ended the year in, in Denver when they won the Super Bowl uh, against Carolina. Oh, so like, like he basically is like not really the main reason that they're there. The defense kind of carries him, which like the defense carries, and he he has the playmakers, right? Like, and he's got Todd Bowles now as his head coach, and Todd Bowles is a defensive-minded guy. I mean, look at what the defense he's built in Tampa. So, I, but I, I really, honestly, Shane, I hope Byron Leftwich gets a head coaching job at some point because I think the dude actually is really good. Like, I really like like what he's all. It's about. gonna be interesting. I think they should be the favorites to to win the division in that horrible NFC South. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I look at Tampa and I'm like, you guys, like, if Brady doesn't perform well, mm-hmm. they're they're done. Like it, that team lives and dies, um, like with Brady at quarterback. If he plays well, mm-hmm. they'll they'll have a chance to win. If yeah. he starts to struggle, like we saw um, last year. They're, they're going to be an issue. I agree. Um, but in this game, if we're talking about just this game alone, I actually think this will be the one and only blowout of the first week. Um, I don't – like, I know the Cowboys have a good defense. Micah Parsons, uh, Van Der Esch, um, you know, Diggs. But this, this is setting up – like, everybody thinks this is going to be a great matchup. Look what happened the first time – that these two teams matched up in Tampa. Like, look what happened. Like, 
uh, Dak Prescott got destroyed. Like I have a, I just have a tough time seeing the Cowboys getting the dub and that defense of the Bucks to me is going to make life like hell for Dak Prescott. They're going to try to eliminate Zeke as much as they can, especially because he's been barely, he's been barely practicing as well from what I've heard. So it's not like Zeke's going to come in like raring and ready to go to start. So I'll take the Bucks in this one. I just, I'm taking, I'm taking Dallas in this. That's fair. I think the the duo of Pollard and Zeke in that backfield. You have, you know, I know they lost Amari Cooper, but still, you know, they were they he wasn't really a factor. No, no, but like he's no longer part of that receiving core, nor was he really like impactful when he was there. So like, especially at the end, near the end of last season, so I don't think it's a huge loss. Well, they um, certainly like Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb to kind of, and exactly. and they have. They have Cavante Turpin, who came over from the USFL, that is a really, really good punt kickoff returner. And I know he's undersized, but he's a really, really good slot receiver that can has a lot of speed, very shifty. So, you know, it's it does be interesting to see what he does and like how this yeah. team works. But I think that I think Dallas is going to be a team to to beat in this year. Fair. And I like them over I like them over the Bucks. So I'm gonna take the Cowboys. I, the I just can't trust the, the Cowboys in the playoffs. That's fair, but we're not talking about playoffs. No, I know, but I'm saying like, you know, you know, because people say like, oh, is this the year? And it's like Cowboys fans have been saying this is the year for the last 25 years. I don't think it's so the like, year, but I think it's the year they get past like one round of the playoffs. Okay, but I still don't see them in the Super Bowl, but I could be wrong. I know. The problem for me is that I love Dak Prescott. Like, I really do. I love his story. I actually think he's a pretty good quarterback. It's just he plays for the Cowboys, and it's like, damn, like, could have played for someone else, not not the Cowboys, but it is what it is. Um, but I, I still like the Bucks in this one. Yeah, I don't know. That's gonna be it's gonna be a close game, in my opinion. So I'm gonna take. We have the matchup of all matchups. Oh, this one, in my okay, in my opinion, I wanted Drew Locke to start. I really was hoping that they would. I'm be surprised him. he didn't. You're surprised, oh, dude. He sucked. No, he sucked in the preseason. He was. Terrible. I mean, to be fair, the entire team did. I think, like, even Gino didn't look great in the preseason. Oh, well, they don't have no options. So, like, I don't get me wrong. I I don't think the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are going to be like four and what is it? It'd be seven, four, four and thirteen. Yeah, like they, I don't they're going to be them doing that. They're going to they're going to be bad. They're going to go back to like 2004, uh, 2002, like Seattle. So the end of the, uh, the Hasselback. Or yeah, like the uh, end of the Hasselback era and going into the Matt Flynn era. Yep. Um, but dude, it's just. Who's the running back during that? Sean Alexander. That's it. Sean Alexander. Yeah. I mean, I like Kenneth Walker a lot coming out of Michigan State. Um, I think he'll end up being their feature back long term. Geno Smith, I mean, we know what Geno is. Uh, Drew Locke, the dude sucks. He's he's just <laughs> he's so bad. He's just so bad. Um, and look, Pete Carroll. I'm gonna be honest with you, Shane. I think this is it for him. I think he's he, done. He should have retired after last season. I think he'll retire. I honestly think he'll be. Um, I think he'll be. I think he'll uh, he'll retire after this year. I yeah. I just I don't see him being a. Like I just don't see him being part of this whatever rebuild thing is going on in Seattle. Um, like Wilson should have retired a Seahawk. Like he should never have been in a different jersey. Um, mm-hmm. But 
he is, and he's with the Broncos, and they open up. And like this is what the Carolina Cleveland game should have been. Team going to first week going into their old stadium yeah, to play their old team. I'm I love this as the Monday night game. Um I don't. It's like it's boring, dude, because we know the Seahawks are trash. Yeah, but I, I just love it as like storyline wise. Like and I kind of wish wise would have been you 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 flip the game you make Cleveland versus Carolina in Cleveland and you stick this as the Sunday night game or the Monday night game did not yeah. like put them on a national stage let's get it going they should have flexed the the Browns Panthers game they should the flex they should have the flexed minute, they, the, they minute, still have- the minute Mayfield was named the starter for Carolina they should have flexed this game into the Monday night spot and then taking Denver and Seattle into the afternoon spot. Um, To be fair, like the the schedule came out before Mayfield was even traded to the, to the Panthers. So, so the minute he was traded to the Panthers, that should have been circled on the calendar as a flex. If Mayfield, the game, put it, put it on the national. Yeah. I don't care. Big, bold, red, yellow, uh, red letters. If Mayfield is starting, this is the national game. Like that, that's all flip you need it, to put we'll on flip it. it. We'll move. We'll, we'll flip this game with some other game for Cleveland as their home game, and we'll make it. You know, we'll. we'll it would have required a lot of flipping around. It would have required. Uh, a lot. But we got Denver. I think we both got Denver at minus two fifty. The the spread is six. I think they're yeah. beating up on the spread. They're, they, they, they're going to beat down on the spread. Like gonna I think it's going to be like a, a two possession. Victory easily. It's going to be a game that like will be interesting for five minutes, and then you'll see like Russell Wilson throw two touchdowns in the first quarter or something like that, and it'll be like, "Well, yeah, I'm I turning this game off." This is a game that like if you're doing, they haven't even. There's no actual player props out yet because they haven't actually announced their uh, the depth chart yet for these games. Um, but assuming mm-hmm. that. You know, yeah, it's assuming that Wilson starts. If they're whatever that number is on two plus throwing like passing TDs or three plus total TDs, you're hitting the over on it because he will hit the over. Yeah, like I don't see this team not scoring at least 21 points. I think it's more of how many points will the will the will Geno Smith actually be able to produce in your center? Like that'll be he's producing seven. Seven. So he's producing his jersey. Number. Actually, no, no, no. He'll produce fourteen. One of them will be a pick six. Ah, okay. So he'll deliver some points for for Denver. Okay, I got you. But I think we're in agreement about that game. Yeah. So we got Denver ending off week one. Yep. Um. What? So clearly, are we going to just jump to the Super Bowl? Or are we going to go through a playoff? I think we should just do Super Bowl. I mean, I mean, like if we really want to, I mean, if you want to go with that deep, we can do playoffs. It's just more of we gotta figure we gotta figure that out on the spot. Yeah, I don't think already an hour plus do this. Yeah, let's just do the Super Bowl. Uh, who do you got coming out uh, out on top, and who do you have in the game? So in the game, and Shane was just mentioning how he thinks that this is the end for this guy, but I just because of the fact that the NFL is going to find some really lame way to help this man 
try to go out on his own terms, aka winning a Super Bowl. I'm gonna have the Bucks come out of the NFC. I, I don't like it, but it is what it is. And I have the Buffalo Bills coming out of the AFC. Like I think that this is the Bills year, like as far as like getting to the Super Bowl. And then as far as the Super Bowl itself. Don't hurt Bills fans. Don't hurt Bills fans. It's not that I want to hurt Bills fans. It's that we have to be realistic in the sense of how. If it's the Bills and Bucks, I'm taking the Bills 100% of the time. We have to be realistic. How much are the refs going to screw Buffalo in that game? Oh, just like, okay. You know the design? You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you've seen it, but the DAZN, in, in Canada at least, we've had a, a consistent amount of DAZN ads featuring Malcolm Butler's interception in the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. Yeah. Every time I look at it, I'm like, huh, I wonder if you were able to challenge that for pass interference. Because it is. It is 100% DPI on Malcolm Butler. I and it just it irks me every time I see it. Way, but okay. He hit... Based off the rules that they have set in place, he makes contact with the receiver before the receiver touches the ball and impedes the receiver's path to the ball, which should Mm -hmm. be a DPI. So just looking at it every time, I'm like, this this hurts my head because like this should have been called. And if it is called, they run it on the next play and they win. And I will say this. If we're going to be fair, right, if we take BS refereeing out of it and all that stuff, I think if you're fair – you you feel pretty confident going with the Bills because of the fact that their offense is consistent, it's elite, their defense is super, super tough. And while, yes, the Bucks' defense is great, as you mentioned, Shane, that offense lives and dies by Tom Brady. And as we've seen in two Super Bowls in which the Giants won, if you get to Tom Brady, you win that football game. And if you don't get to Tom Brady, he will make you pay. If you give him 10 seconds to throw the football, at some point he's going to find somebody. So to me, I would like I, – I, I'm going to lean giving getting the Bills finally their first Super Bowl and a 31-28 to 28 win with Josh Allen getting the MVP. That's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, that, that's pretty in-depth uh, going with the score as well. Um <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, I, I could be totally, completely wrong. I mean, I definitely did not think. Hey, I love it. I just thought it was. Yeah. I was not expecting for the score. Uh, personally, I'm taking the Bills. Okay. Um, I think so we're in agreement on the AFC. That's fair. Yeah, I think the Bills should be the favorite to come out of the AFC. They're there with KC. They're there with the Cincinnati. Like, those are the three teams that you go into the season. You're like, okay, one of these three teams should be the representation for the AFC. Right, and I, you know, I remember the you know the mid two thousands up through to when like the last couple of years where it was like Manning, Brady, Roethlisberger, and then right. you had a little bit of like Flacco in there. You had a little bit of different representation, but it was those three. Right, I think we're kind of entering that same era, and it's going to be like Burrow, Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, and then you're probably going to sprinkle in like Carr or Herbert. Or, right. like, that's what it's going to be. Okay, got you. Um, I'm taking the Bills. And then the NFC, part of me really wants to go back-to-back with the Rams. Okay. And be Bills and Rams in the Super Bowl. But I don't think the Rams 
are good enough defensively. Mm-hmm. From what I, like I need to like, and this is early, right? This is before we play any games, but right. there's some question marks on that <clears throat> Rams team that I'm like, huh? Can they cover for? It? Can they can they do enough that like these aren't massive issues? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's really not another NFC team that I look at and I'm like, you guys are clear favorites to go to the Super Bowl. But I think Arizona, with how that team, with when D Hop comes back, you're gonna have Hollywood Brown. Oh. Like that team, just I have a feeling that they're gonna be able to capitalize on. Okay. If everyone's healthy, and I, and this is what I'm basing off. If everyone's healthy on every team, I'm having the Bills versus the Cardinals in the Super Bowl with the Bills winning it. Okay, so we're both in agreement on who's going to win the Super Bowl and things like that. All right, cool. I mean, that makes sense. It's just I'm worried about BS. Like I, it's almost like until Tom Brady is no longer in this damn league, like like and legitimately, right? Like we start this time next season and Brady is still not on a football team, right? Like yeah, that's, that's the fair. way I look at it. I like I always have this thing about like I'm worried about like the Bucks are like down in in the NFC Championship game and then some crap happens and all of a sudden you know they come storming back and they win the game and all that stuff. Um, but I mean, I think we're both in agreement that it's the Bills' time to shine. Like, I think this is that year. I think it really is that year that they put it all together. Yeah, and it, it's gonna be interesting. I think the Bills are where, like, where they need to be to contend and win a Super Bowl. And I think if there's a fan base in sports that deserve a championship, they're Bills fans. Um, but I don't know. I it's hard to picture Tom Brady anywhere outside of the divisional round of the playoffs right now. Like I just I don't think Tampa's going to be good enough to to go against Arizona or go against mm-hmm. LA. And I don't even think they're good enough to go against Dallas come playoffs if everyone's healthy. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting. We'll see. Maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna have to eat my words because I counted them out too early. I don't know. We'll see in you know, a couple months. Yeah, but absolutely. right now, I have like right now, it looks like we got the Bills as the as the clear favorites to win yeah. win the Super Bowl, um, and we're going to gonna have to revisit this probably every couple of weeks and be like, hey, how's our predictions going? Right, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like if, if Tampa or Buffalo or Arizona is like out of the playoffs, we're like, huh? Wow, where was I'm like. Injuries happen, and injuries will play right. a factor in this, right? If, if Josh Allen gets hurt and tears yep. his ACL and he's out all year, mm-hmm. the Bills, they're they're not going anywhere, right? No. Same thing, like, if, if Kyler Murray gets hurt or Tom Brady gets, like, if players start getting hurt, you know, Stephon Diggs gets hurt, and then Singletary gets hurt, and then mm-hmm. Von Miller gets hurt. Like, there's so many things that can impact this these decisions, which is why these predictions are always so fun to revisit, and you're like, I did not see this happening. Right. Yeah. Well, we we kind of didn't see it happening last year with this with the Bengals. So you know, anything could happen in the NFL. Uh, that's for sure. And I mean, hey, there's a reason why they play the game. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hopefully you enjoyed our this week's episode of our predictions on how we think Week One is gonna gonna wrap up. We'll be posting our predictions on our Twitter. Uh, you can also check out uh, the Thirteenth Man Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter pages because we will be posting them there as well. Um, and again guys thank you for listening we're 
This episode is powered by Bet99. Please, get, if you're going to gamble, gamble responsibly. Um, and we will catch you back here with a brand new episode next week. Probably won't just be – we won't be going over every game next week, but we'll have more – we'll definitely have a lot to talk we'll about after week one. Yeah, there, there's – week one will definitely provide – more interesting matchups for week two versus just the yep. entire list of the games. Exactly. Um, but stay safe, guys. Enjoy the first weekend of first week of NFL football. We'll catch you back here with a brand new episode next week.